This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We understand many of our listeners may not agree with all of our viewpoints. However, we hope you can bear with us in order to hear unadulterated true crime cases. We are not licensed therapists, nor are we able to give legal advice by any means. Our show notes will provide all of our source material included for each episode. Now Now let's get get weird. Welcome back to another episode of All the Sins Worldwide. On this very special episode, I'm on the air with a remarkable and exceptional guest, Demetria Good. (laughs) Uh, I am so pleased to have you on this episode with me because the topic of discussion is something that is taboo and uncomfortable to talk about. However, here on this podcast, we talk about survivors and victims and the hurdles and hardships and unimaginable obstacles they face. So nothing's off the table. We're going to dive right into everything that you have gone through personally, because that's just what we do here. Sure, I'm ready. Okay, so today, Demetria will be sharing her harrowing story of domestic violence. Please be warned that this episode will cover graphic violence and details So I'm going to hand this over to Demetria to relay her story in her own words. Sure, absolutely. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here. Um, My name is Demetria Good. I am I'm the founder of The Good Fight, um, a nonprofit 501c3, also the founder of Unfiltered, Unspoken, a Society of Survivors, and I also have a podcast called Unfiltered, Unspoken, and we'll get into that a little later. Sure. So um, my ex-husband brutally beat and stabbed me six times uh, 10 years ago. May, uh, I'm sorry, March the 13th, uh, 2013, March 17th, 2013, I apologize. And I bring awareness to domestic violence on both ends because we both uh, verbally abused each other. My verbal abuse was more of a protection of me standing up through the issues that I was uh, going through. And um, I I have taken my life experience and made it a platform for others to share their life experiences in hopes that their their traumas will help someone start the journey to healing. So what were the first warning signs or red flags that you noticed when things started to head in the in the, the wrong direction? First of all, I'm going to say that there were a lot of red flags and um, I stayed in the relationship because of loyalty, because you never, when someone is having a downfall in life, you never want to leave them in that position. Mm-hmm. So that is the reason why um, I stayed, but the abuse hadn't re- started then. I should have left. I tell people if, if you see red flags, you should you should leave. Um go with your heart, go with your gut. When my ex lost his uh job and his financial situation started to change, um I was there for him to to help him through those challenges. But it became, I guess, a trigger, an envy and a jealousy piece of it. And you know, he had told told multiple people that 
his wife was doing more than him and he was unable to do certain things. And because, and, and it's true, because uh, folks have certain backgrounds uh, that it enables them to do things in life that folks don't, that don't have a criminal uh, background. Got it. So the financial piece was one of the biggest indifferences that we had. Okay. How long did the relationship last? Um, we were together about eight years, eight, nine years. Um, we got married. Uh, I wasn't pregnant yet. 2010, I want to say. And in 2013 is when the um, attempted of murder of my life happened. So we were together roughly seven, eight years. So was there a big lead up to that? Was there domestic violence before that? Or was it just out of the blue It that just everything triggered and that happened on that unfortunate day? No, it was a buildup. There were a lot of signs, a lot of disturbing signs and episodes that happened um, in our household mm -hmm. um, of aggressiveness. And I tell folks, when there's a change and family changes and um, you're combining families, there's right. a level, um, even when it comes to the child piece of it, of people correcting their children mm -hmm. and I had taken I had taken we combined families but I stepped in what a spouse is supposed to do and I filled it I filled a void mm -hmm. and um there was a lot of honestly a lot of disrespect that formed um from that and it was a lot of outsiders from his side trespassing in our relationship gotcha. because he fabricated a lot of the issues that we had and he made it look like me. It looked like it was me, but he actually was the aggressor, the one causing a lot of the confusions and some of the things that he, he did was um, unreal. We go from a piece of his anger issues to, and I'm not going to get in it too deep, but sure. um, one of our, my daughter's four pound dog was uh, harmed by him. One of my friends almost lost their life because of him. And I almost lost my life. Did you at any point in the relationship feel like you were being isolated from your friends and your family due to the relationship and due to your partner? I do. Um, there are a lot of episodes when I did things, it was always a, a question. Um, and I was pregnant through a piece of it. And I actually had a high risk pregnancy because I'm a kidney donor. Okay. And, um, it, it does a lot of different things with retaining water. But I also was going through a bad depression from my ex-husband as well. And what a lot of folks don't realize is I had my daughter a whole month early. I actually had to have an emergency C-section because mm -hmm. it was either going to be my life or my daughter's life or my daughter's life or my life. Right. So uh, the second time that she dipped, um, they uh, immediately uh, pushed me through um, um, into uh, emergency C-section. But before that, um, I was going through so much stress and depression 
my blood pressure was in coma state. So even before I got to the hospital, they had admitted me to the hospital. Um, and I, I had my um, baby. She came home with us. Uh, she was almost six pounds, um, but I did have her a whole month early. And is she okay to this day? She's wonderful. She's a awesome. smart, brilliant, uh, she's a smart, brilliant child. I just love her to pieces. Good. She is my miracle baby. And we'll get into that as well. Did any of your family members or friends notice a change in you or in your behavior due to this relationship? Did anybody else catch any red flags from the way that you were being treated? Well, I did have one, um, I had one, uh, well, she is my best friend now. And actually she became my best friend. My ex-husband actually, into, I met her through uh, my ex-husband right. and um, he would say subliminal stuff about me and she actually would take up for me and she would tell him, uh, you're the problem. Oh, wow. You, yeah, yeah. And um, he even made a statement to her one time you knew me before you knew her. How are you taking her side? And she flat out told him, if you're wrong, you're wrong. Yes, that's exactly um, it. Yeah, exactly. So um, I actually kept my friends and family out of my uh, marriage because um, I'm I'm very, I'm biblical. So I do believe mm. in, in the Bible piece when you're married. Uh, my friends and family, actually 97% of them, didn't even know what was going on and the ones that didn't know I have something issues didn't know the extent of uh, the problems that we had but on his side because all of the lies that he was telling right um, his whole entire family and friends was in our uh, marriage oh I mean even without going through what you went through, having outsiders in your marriage, I'm married as well. I couldn't imagine somebody giving their opinion about how I live my life and how my husband treats me or vice versa. So, I mean, that alone is just ir irritating and something that is nobody else's business. <laughs> yeah. And I tell folks, uh, a relationship will never last if you have outsiders trespassing in your marriage. Yeah. Uh, marriage is a bond of unity and no one should be interfering in your marriage. And and if you're dealing with some, this, this is even for relationships, right? Those are red flags. Pay attention to them. Right. Would you be able to walk us through that day in which you were attacked and almost lost your life? Exactly. Uh, my life is actually an open book. So I share my um, life experience publicly to everyone to help anyone. On March 17, 2013, roughly around 4 p.m., I walked in the house to my husband lying on me, my ex-husband lying on me on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I confronted him. And I did not, one of the things I did not was throw that I'm doing this and that and that and that. And people that get upset, they do, they do do that. But I did have a, how would I say it? I had had enough. Right. And when I heard him uh, telling fibs on me again, I opened my, I openly um, was like, and whoever was on the other end of the phone <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. Right. And I just thought I told him, if, um, why don't you tell whoever you're talking to, you buy alcohol before you buy your daughter diapers. And, and I just, this and that, and, you know, when I got to the piece and I told him that I, I started throwing out issues in in the marriage at, right. that, at that point um, because he lied on me so much 
that I don't think anyone could have taken as much as I had taken. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I told him that he had six months, uh, save his money and leave. And then I spit out my mouth. I was like, it's not like you're paying bills anyways. So I was like, this marriage is over. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I had a, a nor face on. I had a ski nor face and it was the like wind resistant one. Right. And they, for some reason I zippened it up and I never zippened it up. I usually would just tie the belt. It was like a trench. Okay. And that day I actually zipped the coat up, tied it up. And um, as we were arguing, when, when I said it was over, he stood up, I, I actually left out the house, came back in. And when I came back in, I don't remember what I said. I, I don't remember what I said to him, but he stood up and he started um, hitting me. Uh, remind you, my ex-husband was six foot, 275 pounds. I'm 5'4". Um, I was roughly about 175, 80 pounds. Then. So quite the opposition to you. Yes. Um, so he started uh, hitting me and he was hitting me so hard. I didn't realize that he was stabbing me and he beat me from all the way down to the hallway to the back room, uh, hitting me and stabbing me at the same time. Um, I had, he stabbed me over my heart, one, on my upper shoulder, right, two, my upper arm, three other up on four, two in my hand, five, six. Uh, if you can see, I had to have a stitch, stitch, uh, stitches here. I had to have a major surgery on my hand right. to repair some of my tendons and nerves. I still have permanent damage in my thumb. You can see it. Uh, my thumb cannot fully bend and mm-hmm. I have um, pains. I, I will have pains in this hand for the rest of my life. And um, he was stabbing me so hard that the knife split in half. One piece of the knife was on the outside of the door. One piece of the knife was on the inside of the door. And it was a steak knife. And my dad was actually downstairs in his bedroom. And I was banging on the floor. And finally, my dad had had come up. But everything had happened by then. Okay. My dad came up. I slid up underneath his um, legs. And my dad was pushing him. And my dad is slimmer and smaller than him but he had the strength and he was pushing him right got outside and I put my hands down I just seen blood pouring uh down my hands um I also had 15 stitches up my chin to lip you can see it my was split open I had three staples in my head gobs of my hair was pulled out golf uh ball sizes of of uh my hair and there was five 911 calls Okay. And who called? My son and play nephew was outside. My son was one. My neighbor was one. I called 911 and two um two uh two folks that were riding down the street that seen me call 911. So all the 911 calls. It's unbelievable that this happened while there were children around. Uh my daughter actually was in the living room sleep on the were the children too young to remember or do they remember? Um, our little one at the time was two. Okay. Um, my son was outside and uh, my play nephew was outside. When So when they seen me, all they seen me was my face bust open and split open. I hadn't even seen my face then. So. Right. Hey, sinners. Tune in next week for part two of Demetria's interview. You won't want to miss it. 
All the Sins Worldwide was written, recorded, edited, and produced by our co-hosts and creators, Jess and Mims. We truly want to thank our listeners, collaborators, friends, and family that continuously support us and for all the love we receive. If you enjoy our show, please give us a glowing review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see what we're up to. And email us your sinner tales at allthesinsworldwide at gmail.com. Episodes of All the Sins Worldwide are available wherever you listen to podcasts. So make sure to subscribe and like us on your favorite streaming platform.